Christmas. Hope everybody's having a, a good, nice break. Lots of nice food. Lots of good company. I said even the occasional drink. The old reliable King Moto. Lots uh, of compliments about the music as well. Lots of people want to know where they are. And so social media. King Moto. Thanks again, Robert and Lenny. We have a little little bonus episode um, today, a chat that I had with Paggio the Punisher Highland in the run-up to the Carl Frampton fight. We won't talk about the war. Um, I'm going to do a review of that one maybe later on today or tomorrow. Um, I've got about four interviews that I've done in the run-up to Christmas that were being edited and put together. I didn't get a chance to do them with with shows coming every week and Irish fighters in action. I was trying to get in touch with people involved in the in the camps. Um, I didn't have time or the opportunity, I suppose, to to work on the stuff that was it already pre-recorded. So now I've got some, an interview with Ushin Ushin Fagan. I've got one with Tommy McCarthy, and I have one with Dervla Duffy and Declan Spellman. Um, from Scunthorpe direction over in England and I'm also working on doing a couple of recording couple of recording interviews the next day or two as well next few days with uh, some of our decorated amateurs who are only home from European Championships earlier this year and but Pajos wasn't planned on being an episode of its own it was merely to preview the fight with Carl and Josh uh, on the pretense that, that, that Pajo had been in with Josh in his last fight and a lot of what Pajo had told us um, transpired to be real and true and very very much um, fact but the episode in itself the conversation was just so good so honest it was emotional at times it was uh, it was just speaking real reality with real pe- with a real person and very enjoyable so it warrants its own episode and I think it's going to be one that you'll enjoy So Pajo, you were training back in the day, early days of professional and amateur with Katie Taylor. Tell us about uh, the spars that used to go on with yourself and Paulie and, and Katie. Yeah, well, like, how well I know. I used to spar all the time. I sparred her once and, uh, I, and I couldn't spar again after. You were a bit too heavy, were you? I, I, I wasn't too heavy, it's just I was, um, I was heavy handed, you know. Yeah. And I just, like, I know, like, the, the woman is a superstar and she and I knew she was going to be a superstar but I don't know what it was I think it was just old school me I said like just said to dad I can't hit a girl again yeah no that's like, that... even though she was punching the head off me I'm like no I can't do that so I don't want to like Paulie used to get in the star all the time because I, I look back and like you know it's like I don't like I, I represented Ireland a lot and I don't have one international vest I used to give them away to all the kids that oh. you know that are in the club but would never be an Irish champion or whatever like that so we pass them all off to them like for them to have and the same with like um, me programs and stuff like you know like, I, like even when, when I boxed I boxed in um, uh, for Ireland in Hungary 
for the, in the double cup and you know for the Norris team there was myself Martin Lindsay there was Kenny Egan there was there was a few good good, good fighters on it and the English like you know there was Matthew McLean Paul Smith Jr you know a few yeah. top top guys that fought for a world level like you know for professional boxing and all. It was just, it was just mad, like David Price. Uh, it was just, it was crazy. Like, you know something? If ever, if ever I could, that, that trip, like. if ever you could wish something for somebody, my wish is for Pricey is just for it to click for him. Just, just, just maybe a couple of and get him set because it, I, I just, I don't know. He, he's such a nice fella. He seems such a nice fella, and it's just like there's no doubt in his ability. It's and and it, uh, you just wish for him. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. He, um, just that thing at heavyweight boxing that dig and you know unfortunately David doesn't have the big the, the greatest chin in the world like, yeah and and the, and the confidence and the, and the mental side of it then as well is the is the, is yeah. devastating like, look he, he, he has a talent and, and it's been shown through his amateur through everything all the way up and then you know like it's just he, he, he likes to get into a into a world as well at times when it's just particularly long range boxing but you know, yeah, but and you know, it speaks highly of the levels that you guys were competing at in the amateur days when when you mentioned those Pricey and Martin Lindsay and Matthew Macklin who went on to be household names um in, in professional game. Um, was it clear early out that Katie was going to become what she's become or was it's probably impossible to predict exactly how much how well she would do but it was clear she was extremely talented and I suppose the commitment and everything else and the amount of preparation that goes in and as as opposed when you compare it to some of the antics of other professional athletes at the moment um, what do you think? And that, you know they're being childish like that just not 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 uh, look I'm a Man United fan and, and the thing to me, to me is is like okay you don't want to play for the manager I, uh, my thing is like yeah exactly and have you managed to keep in touch with Katie over the years yeah always always I still am like, I still message her and you know what I'm not going to lie the only fight fan I've ever gone to follow and watch yeah I've never, I've never, like, you know, I watch boxing on TV, but I've gone to, New York, to America twice to watch Katie, I've spoken to London to watch her, and I just, you know, she's the only fighter, and there's a few, and at them stadiums, I went in, I watched Katie Taylor fight, and I left, I didn't, you yeah. know, mind about the, the, the big main events or anything like that, yeah. and I just, I wanted to go see Katie, and I've seen Katie, and the uh, time we were in uh, Brooklyn, uh, I think she went out with some food, I went back to the hotel, Tomas told me we were to go back there, and I was just having a drink and chatting with our mom for ages, you know, just yeah. talking about my dad and, and everything. Like, and, you know, Brian Pierce was my manager, and I've always said it. He told me before you went to manage him, like that was when I said, Brian, to about it. And despite all her success and, and the glory that she brings to Ireland by representing every time, and the same with yourself, with 31 pro fights, three losses, and three world title fights at the very top level, uh, it's fair to say that the lack of me- sports media coverage in this country for boxing is, is disappointing at best. Um, how would you have found it as you progressed through your careers at amateur and pro? I was training over here. I was working full time and training full time, but I was 
like that, I was walking, like, I'm out, I'm out just doing the glass and all that. I'm in the van all the time, so I go in and I look at the papers and I look at the back of the sport, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, two weeks, I already finished up walking, I flew to America, like, so within three weeks, I was looking, nothing in the paper saying I was fighting for one of the, the biggest, you know, belts in boxing. Yeah. Against so one of the household names in America. I would have been only the second Irishman ever to win it if, if, I'd, if, I'd, if I'd have beat Terry Russell that time, like Wayne McCullough. And I was like, what the heck, man? No. So I put up a, a little thing on my Facebook, like, you know, as most people don't know, it's, you know, the media covers out the good, but I'm fighting for the WBC World Title over in, in Connecticut, you know, April 16th. And it, that just shot up, and then I got, you know, a lot of calls from, you know, yeah. uh, you know, websites and things and all getting on to me and I was just like, like now, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I'm, I'm still talking, I still want to get out there. And even even now in in like you're like you're a thirty one thirty one and three record. I mean thirty one pro fights. It's it's like and and as you said, not a word about it. Not a word. Even yeah, in, like, not a word about it. Like, n- and as well, like I, I, I take into consideration like my only three losses were the three world champions. Exactly. Like, so, yeah. Well, I definitely you know me me being on when I was the only time in my career like that I was trying full time two thousand twelve. I came up short by two rounds against Fortuna. Where watching a fight like. like I thought the Fortuna one was a fucking. I thought that Fortuna one was a war. I really thought it was like it was just a. It was like, right? What do you want to do? What way do you want to do it? And and you can almost see him realizing as well, like shit. What? Whatever I bring, he's gonna match. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna lie. Once that, like I know Gary Russell knocked me out and stuff. He was the hardest, you know, every punch he hit me like hold me. You know that way. I said to him at the way in, I said to him, I said to him, through the whole press, I said, I'm going to take all your punches and I'm going to keep coming at you and I'm going to chase you down and I'm going to get you. And I knew that the lay around, I was chasing him, I was getting him, I got him in the position, but then I just didn't let the arms go, you know what mm. I mean? So, you know, it was a nerd to come over and then I was like, straight, I wanted to fight again, but, you know, things messed up a promotional company over in, over in America and I was out for 18 months, so it was just, there was, and that's a that's a killer. That that, that in a, inactivity is nothing will kill momentum and everything oh. else as well. And you know, it's, uh, it wasn't that like I came home. Then I, I left America. I, I came home. I didn't want to come home. I wanted to stay out there. You know, but you know, I took. I had to be released from the current promotional company to get signed up with Luda Bella and like Luda signed me up. But you know, he signed up that a deal like that. You know, stay, like not to bring me over and you know, paying for me to live over there. Like, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Even now I'm looking at it as as things are booming. You're you're absolutely right. The way things are booming at the minute, you, you want someone to take a step. Someone make the someone take the jump and come across and and like the guys are doing super work with the Celtic clash and all that. And, that, and that's fucking yeah. so important. It's so it really is like. But Christ, someone just throw a few quid behind it and come over. And because the best fighters in, in divisions are all contesting. They're all coming from Ireland, north and south. I, I 
Mexican, wouldn't it? I think. Mexican, you know, hard, hard and you just knew by looking at him, he was chiseled. Like yeah, you just. just everything about him. Like, mm. you know, Well, they're not all the little intro. I spoke to Ray the night before. I did a good interview with him. He's a he's a, he's a love. He's just a night and talent, talent. Yeah, and he's not done by any. But you're you're exact. I do, I always wonder the same. I was due to talk to John John Evan at some stage this week as well. These guys have too much talent not to, as you said, to be given the opportunity twenty four seven to live it. And look, if, if if they don't want to do it or it doesn't work, well then that's on. That's 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 nothing you can do about that. But. I, I done a small interview with um, I think it was the MMA Connect before we had the clash, and the, the the woman she asked me what um, can you can you portray professionally and live walk professionally? You know, like can you live li- train and walk? Yeah. And I said you, you can. I done it. I done it for two years. I said, but I done it at the top level. But I said you can do it, but you can't really do it because you're pulling the candle at both ends. Like I was mentally as well. Yeah, my. My thing, like when I was getting ready for Gary Russell, and even Josh Warren, I was up at five in the morning, going running, in one for seven, finishing work at three, in the gym for half three, doing me two-hour sessions, sparring, whatever like that, going home, and that was that for 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 six seven weeks. Then I had for a Russell boy, I had two weeks off. You know, I flew to America, had a week training over there, and then then the fight was up, uh, and the the one the one like I had a week off, like walk to try rest, and then you know. You bring small kids in, in, into that play, and you're not getting the good sleep. You need an in, in, influx of good money to to, to pick a fighter. If you want him to, to exceed in boxing, you need to put money into him, back him, let him live the game, live the fight, live the pay him a wage, so he pays rent or whatever like that is. And when it comes to big fights like that, train a camp, see you later, go yeah. away, everything, everything for them, nutritionist, the lot. If you want them to succeed. I had Dennis Hogan here last week who, who moved to Australia um, about eight years ago and, and ever, the change of scene and the change of attitude and, and a complete different look towards sports and boxing um, now has him as a number one contender maybe something to look at here yeah you know TJ I was the like, I, I knew TJ's uh, trainer um he 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 tried for a tuna for a while and I'd stay in touch, you know, like in the, every Because he was in he was in Chicago, wasn't he? Or Boston as well. Like, 
and you know I was on I was, I was saying to him when he won the thing I sent him a message straight away both of them got back to me in the change room saying thanks very much and you know like look, yeah. I just I always knew TJ could could become a world champion he just he had that you know that self power fight and he had he had that fight in him you know yeah, and I did. just thought I knew I was just over the mill for the kid that's, I, I was I was tweeting him the night out because again I, I was I've I, I kind of made him the last twelve months or so I was thinking of doing this and I was I, I almost to, I, I got to the point where I almost talked myself out of it I was like oh, I'm not going to be able to do that and, and then I was looking at constantly I'd get up constantly look at the phone and say who's who's fighting where at what time and no one knows where it's on so I thought this is not fucking right you know it's not right like someone if pe- if it's on and people know about it and they choose not to watch it that's fine but the, they're not. Like there's nothing. There's pages and pages and pages of innuendos last week about a sports star in Dublin that might have done this, that, and there. They want to talk yeah. like that rather than talk about the positive stuff that's going on. One hundred percent. That's that's all it was last last two weeks. That, that and I'm sick to hearing about. I'm it's sick of hearing about now. it. Like, it's that, yeah, exactly. It's starting to die off. But like, you know, Kay Taylor was fighting in Manchester for a while, and the more talk about this sports star that you know could have done something. You know what I mean? Could have possibly, but but until there's a, and even if they did, and look, if they did, it's disgusting. It's disgr- It's all the things that you said and more. But it shouldn't be talked about until someone is proven guilty. Until it's done and dusted. Because you're not only are you harming that person, you're harming the girl that in question that it may have happened to. Yeah. And you're it's ruined, just you're ruining, like you could ruin someone's career with false allegations. You know, you're ruining the, the, the girl's wife for bringing her out in the public and. Just everything about it, like, uh, but in in general, in general, there's no one with the wherewithal to say, "Hang on a minute, look, that's that's gossip. It's shite talk." When they'd be much better off talking about a superstar who's won five, six world championships, and then after the amateur game, taking herself to America away from everything and everyone she knows, to set up a new camp, a new trainer, and start from scratch. What's your thoughts on Ross? Oh, he's something else, isn't he? He's something else, like, and you know what I love about it as well. Like, you know, he has her in Connecticut, you know, away from everyone, and she she goes over there. She she she's for our training, and you know, she you know what I love about it. She, she just keeps to herself. She keeps quiet, like she's not yeah. she's not out there. She's not you know. She's just still Katie Taylor. That was the the the, the world and Olympic amateur boxer, but she's yeah. just, you know just a nice 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 lady, like beautiful combination. Because Ross is a lovely fan as well, like. You know, I message him, you know, congratulating him, and you know, to get back here, and they're just nice, nice people. Like, it's I, just good to see, and I'm happy to see, you know, good people doing good. Which is something I think the Lou DeBella said this about yourself. Have you much uh, interaction with Lou since? Did I give you one. Um, we, I was, I went to the Floyd Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Yeah. And you know, I was there, and I was uh, going through the lobby and whatever, and I, you know, I got a picture with with Carl Froch and. He was a bit arrogant, whatever. It didn't, it didn't bother me and stuff like. But then I was walking through, and I and I knew, and I know Darren, uh, Darren Barker. No, Barker, I know, yeah. I actually seen his fight when he won the title long, down in Atlantic City and all, like you know, and, and with you know me and my wife, and, and I seen him, I was yapping and laughing with him and stuff like that. So then I went over with Lou Bellows in the restaurant. I come over there, and he's that's my fighter, you know. Like, <laughs> that's what me like. He's, and I'm just, I'm at that. I'm having a few drinks with my friends from New York and stuff there. <laughs> And he goes, sit down, sit down, sit down. And then I goes, what ring is that you have on you? You know, he has the, his championship ring and he just takes it off and throws it at me. And I'm like, don't, you know, I caught it. Like, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm so glad you caught that ring. <laughs> I, I think it was yeah, the NFL or the, or the baseball. Yeah, yeah, one of them. He had, like, he, he, was a t- he had a part in the team. I'm not too sure which it was, but he just, 
just took her off and, and like threw her across the table at me. I was like, you know, panicking. And, we, and we, we, we friend said, I'm glad you caught that ring. This tends to happen with these things, Padge. Every time I get into a conversation and one name leads to another to another and we get off track, I come back around to your own career and your big fights, I suppose, the title fights. You were saying about the, the velocity and the, the how hard the shots were in the different fights. Was it Fortuna was the toughest and hardest or was it Junior? Okay, so, no, that, that was Fortuna every punch worked. Now, with Gary Russell, um, I, I still believe he's the most dangerous featherweight out there. Uh, uh, you know, he's still a champion, but... Came out of nowhere. He was setting traps, yeah. Oh, so you think he was possibly doing that? That, that it was too basic a thing for him to. That was a joke for a long time. I didn't realise yeah. that. We were having fun with the young when he was getting the hands wrapped and all, you know, we were having a great laugh and we said, you know, I can't wait to laugh at this fight, we can have a, you know, a drink and stuff with you. And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. So they all walk in and I, and I, I stood up off the, you know, I was getting the hands and I was and point at them and I was like, which one of the other guys was with hippie? <laughs> <laughs> and they all just started laughing, like, you know, like, I'm glad they're okay and blah, blah, blah. And hugged him. Lovely fella. And he doesn't come across. That's what I was going to say to you. I was actually going to ask. As a character, he comes. He's portrayed as being very stoic, very uh, mouthy, very. But he's not like that yeah, at all. Yeah, very arrogant. You very much so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I just think that he's, 
to me, I think he's just in the game, you know, it, it, in his head like that, this is a fight, and then after he was really nice, really nice guy, and even before like, he, he was nice, because the whole thing about my dad and all, you know, like, and, and yeah. he loves his dad and stuff, he said, I don't know how he's you know, still fighting, and so he was a nice guy. But, but then, uh, the, so the doctor goes with them three words that I asked him to say, what, do you remember them? And I was like, oh, and get him. And he goes, I knew you'd remember that one. And, he, and then I said, I can't remember, the, no, I don't know what the other, t- the other few are. So then he goes, me, um, again, what, what month are we in? So it, it was, uh, it was, it was actually in April, and the son was born in June. So I said, which makes it, Oh God! You know what? I don't know. And then he goes, "Okay, what's two plus two? I go four. And he goes four plus four. I go eight. So what's five sixes? I was like twenty. And my wife was looking at me, crying. The cut man Dave is like my wife's uncle, and he's like, you know, give me the cut the trunk. That's it. That's that's it. Totally. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm never very good at math. <laughs> so I had to I had to go back there. I had to go get a cat scan and all. So, so he was going he was going to get you. Yeah, uh, when I was in the ambulance and all, I didn't start remembering everything, you know what I mean? So it was just that concussed, like I got concussed from the dig that you hit me. That's a fascinating insight into how, um, uh, that's obviously a very attentive referee as well, in fairness to him. Like, he, he's a. Uh, yeah. But it's a fascinating insight because people. I I got some footage there from a guy, and he he runs the Fight Hype website in America, and he had an interview with Jack Weiss after the Fury fight. And it was tremendous to hear a guy again. It's like the little things you're saying about Katie. It restores your faith because on that same night, Adonna Stevenson was, and, and I, I, I can't say, I wouldn't say it. You can't blame the referee, but he, the last flurry of shots that he took on the ropes from grad, um, he didn't have to take. No, he was out. He was out. He was out, Padre. He was out. He was. I think he was unconscious. If you look at it, he's lying back on the rope, and the rope is holding him up. And there's three solid shots from from what's real hard ones. And there, the, like that's. And I had that argue, and I was arguing all day. And Bellu, I used to love Bellu for saying it, just saved me from myself because a fighter's always going to, if there's a breath left in his body, he's going to get back up. And that's it's second that you, you're trained from the day you start, you know. And that's yeah, exactly. No, like uh, the, the same referee that ref Katie last week, Danny, uh, uh, I forget his second name, but he ref me against Russell again. Like, you know, we're, we're actually friends on Facebook and all now. Like I say, I stay in touch with nearly everyone that you know I I, I fight with. You know, like. Um, the, the, the iconic photo that PVC uh, put up of me hugging David Martinez and my last ever win when I knocked him out the eighth round you know when I sat down and I cried beside him like oh it was the first ever fight I had without my dad in the corner mm. and you know he just he, he, he looked at me and he goes you know cause I, 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 I won the first round hands down the second round I just cause when I came back to the corner I realised my dad wasn't there if you know what I mean and Tracy Patterson was me, me, me trying and was like he was trying to do his best to but I was just going through the motions of the fight and I got caught and I think David was winning the stand to win the fight and I was just caught and then the last round Tracy you know it was very similar to my dad and you know and I, I, I love trying I love training with Tracy Patterson he was one of the best you know him and my dad the best coach I ever worked with yeah. and he just he, he gave me a slap and he says will you go out there and show your dad that you know, you are the, the, who you are, and blah blah blah. And I said, right. And I went there, and I, and I'm, you know what? It was one of the best punches I've ever had anyone in my life. And <laughs> the cameras were down. Were down. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. no one got on camera. But when he hit, when I hit him, he went down, and I was just looking at him. And 
I walked over to him and the doctor was saying, I asked him, was he all right? I said, can I sit down? He goes, yeah. And I asked him, was he all right? And he said, you know, he turned around and said to me, you know, your dad would be proud of you. And I just started crying and, you know, and he just, we just put, he just put my arm around him and it was just, that's what I love about boxing as well, you know, that kind of, uh, it's all that, you the ring and, 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 and the love after it, it's just. Yeah. Jesus. That's, um, that's tough going. So I guess through, through your whole life in boxing, uh, you've met the good and the bad, you've seen the, the highs and the lows, and, and you've, you've, you've dealt with everything, you've, you've kept everything pretty much at uh, an even keel for the best of, for the, for the most part. Um, how would you say it's influenced your life overall? Exactly what I like. My dad died in the June, and I, I fought then in, in the October. Yeah. And my son was born a week after my dad died, and you know, my first son. And you know, like I, I left him then for for three weeks, and and I, and I went over and you know to New York and where I used to live. So I, I was in familiar yeah. grounds, like and you know, every, all the people over there that, that I you know I like my family over in New York, and I go over every year like to visit and, and stay there and. You know, they're just that was one. Of, I think that was one of the best things that happened to me through boxing. Like, not all the stuff that I achieved or anything like that is like meet, meeting good people. You know, they're friends for life. And two of those friends, Padge, meet this weekend coming. Uh, tough. I always hate when I'm looking at a fight with two guys that I genuinely really like and would support if they're any other time if they're not fighting each other. Uh, tough, tough one. And. and I'm going to stick with my heart on this one. And how do you t- what do you think yourself? I'm not going to ask you for a prediction, but what do you think? You know, I'm on the fence for it, you know. I just want to be a fan and sit back and watch it, you know. As I said, like, I've known Carl for years. Uh, through the amateurs, we were, we were in Spain at a training camp together. When I was professional, he was uh, still an amateur, you know, with, with my dad and all over there. We, uh, you know, when I was inspired for Carl, you know, helping him out with the Alvarez fight, and I, I brought my wife up, he brought us around Belfast, and we, you know, done, done shopping, and, you know, Christmas shopping, and, you know, just a really nice guy, and then, again, you know, the build-up to Josh Warrington, you know, there was never anything, because, like, I'm not the guy... No, you never were in fairness, no. Ne- I was never that guy that was like, listen... Where did the Punisher come from? Where did the Punisher come from? I just lo- I used to love the, 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 com- the comic book and, and the comic, you know, and the movies and stuff like that. And I just, you know, I just, I started, when I, when I, when I was fighting there and I just started, you know, they were calling, kind of calling me in the gym because I was like relentless on top of people, you know, hitting them. And, and I was getting, my dad used to give out to me with my brothers and stuff and you know, <laughs> stop hitting them too hard. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're punching the head off me. Like, I want to get them into the car and punish them. And my dad was just turned around and says, yeah, that's your job. You have to punish on now. That's what I call you. Blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's just how that happened, like, with the, the name of it. And, but I love this. So, you know, I have a tattooed on my arm and all. <laughs> Uh, you posted a picture on Instagram there recently with the Punisher in full flight. Um, tell us about that one. Yeah, no, that was uh, Fran- 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 Francesco Troy. No, it was just it was a fight after um, I won the uh, I beat Phil- Philippe Femor for the the WBF uh, featherweight title, the minor world title, and then I just needed a fight. It was actually my last fight before I went to, went to America. And it was actually a good scrap. I thought it might have been an eliminate. I thought I wasn't sure. I was either the first before a fight title fight or one after. Just that you were, yeah, but it was yeah, a real dog. Was, he was a real yeah. dog, like a real journeyman, like 
the, every every trick in the book and 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 yeah, some. Oh, he was very good. He hit me. He grabbed me by the head. He couldn't turn around the back and smacked me and all. And, and it was the only one of the few times where you see you reacting the way you did. The reaction from me, um, you know, was, was my dad. My dad, my dad was great. At, you know, how to to wind me up. Like he knew every knew knew everything to say to me to get me going, and he knew he knew what I, I could do when I start fighting. Like, and you know, when I, when I when I grind my teeth and start banging, like I, you know, I hit hard, and it was because he done that, and, and I think it was. You know, it was not not nothing about Davy Irvine, but he Davy Irvine laughed like, and a few people laughed, you know, in, in the stadium. And I, I, you know, straight to yourself, you're like, you know, who the, who the hell are you all laughing at? Like, yeah, exactly. So he just done a dirty build to me, and he's all laughing. Now I'm gonna smash, I'm gonna smash him up, like. And, that, and I think that's what it was when I came back to the corner. My dad, and my dad never hold, held anything back, like, and, you know, he'd be in the corner and say, "Listen, hey, you, you go out there, fuck up back to that Italian, <laughs> you know, don't let him come over here." Give me that, I'm trying to make a show you. You go out there and batter him, and that's when it kind of. And he, he, he one, or two, one or two times he would have said, you know, take it to the street, you know, like, and so I said, if he's wolfing you, I'm wolfing back. Mm. And he, he, he always says, he always says to me, don't get mad, get even. Yeah. So there's a few, there's a few times like, you know, you throw in a long blow and, and blah, 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 and he was hitting me with the elbow, smacking with the head and all like that. So I think just before the force knocked down with him, You know something at the biggest, uh, probably the biggest compliment that I, I could say without without um, knowing for sure. But just what you're telling me here now about about listening to, to your dad and uh, and I'd met him a couple of times. But uh, Andy Lee speaks about um, Manuel Stewart and how he knew when you'd come back to the corner without him opening his mouth. And Brendan Mingle was the same. They used to say Johnny Nelson says he said they, they don't have to do, they don't have to ask you what they, they know by looking at the fight and watching you and and when you come back be, when you sit and, in the stool. Fighters hard. I, I, I feel like I'm fighting with them. You know what I mean? Like mm. everyone from from the smallest kid to to, to the uh, you know the elite fighters in the gym, and I'm I'm in that ring with them, and I'm swinging and I'm giving and I'm throwing and I'm, and I'm seeing things that I get I want to do and they're not doing, and I give out to them, and I'm saying if you do this, it's gonna work. You're gonna you're gonna beat them. You're gonna. <laughs> it's just it's I you know I fell I fell in love with the, with the game again. Like after the one and lost, I walked away from boxing altogether for a whole year. Like, I didn't even watch her on TV. Just didn't. I just. I was. I gave me life to win. And was that a was that um was that a hurt uh, as or was it a realization or was it, were, were you a little bit bitter or was it was it just you knew it was up and you didn't want it to be or or what? what did... I, I knew I knew it was up going 
own like in the in the Warren fight, I kinda said to myself, You're done after this. Um I was in there and like Josh is a, is, a, is an absolute he's a great fighter and this is why I'm I'm on the fence with the ball with him now. I've sparred with Kyle. I now Kyle hits harder. You know, and that that was with a sixteen ounce glove. Like I, I know Kyle hits harder. Um, but Josh he's very accurate, he's very fast and he's game plan he stick to it. he stuck to it against me and um, he boxed the head off me like every time and I, but like when I watch it back like I'm standing up too tall I'm walking out the jabs I'm, I'm looking at things but I remember being in the fight and I could see things I wanted to do but my body just you weren't reacting you know, I just couldn't do it I couldn't do it not that my body couldn't do it it was like Josh was getting there forced if you know what I mean like he was getting there beat me to everything and I was saying to myself right it's either he's young and fast like you're just getting old in this game <laughs> mm. so like, but again I, with boxing it's all about timing and they've done it they, they've done it great like one of them done his, his whole his whole his whole ladder up to success he's done it perfectly I think um, it was 2013 when I was meant to fight John Simpson in the tree arena well the, the old yeah the tree arena and then um, he pulled out, and the winner was supposed to fight. Eddie, it was he was with Eddie Hearn at the time. Was meant to fight Josh Warren for the European title, but I fought a guy, um, Oscar Pico, came over, tough guy. He was nearly a stone heavier than me. Whenever I came in last minute, and uh, I beat him, and I asked Eddie, "Is it still happening?" And he said, "Yeah." But and then I got another fight in the, in the states, and then I got the Russell fight. And again, after being sparked out by Gary Russell, then the opportunity comes from one of them, and me still thinking. You know, I still beat this kid. Mm. You know, it's still, it's still in my head. It's still like you know, from two, three years before that, I still beat this kid. I still beat this kid. Or if I don't beat this kid, you know, I'm gonna give him, you know, the best I, you know, get him up to the top of what he, you know, he's he's trying to get for. But him, I had all intentions of going in there to beat beat Josh Warren. But after the, the, the second round, for the first two rounds, he just was jabbing the head off me and stuff. You know, I was trying to get into him. He was too fast. He was in. He was out. And I just, you know, I said that wasn't me. Um. I really struggled making the weight. It was my first time ever in 12 years struggling to make 50, well, 126 pounds. And that, that took an effect on me as well. And not not just the weight, like Josh's punches, like he was very accurate for, I think it was the ninth round, the eighth round he hit me a few. And I just said, you know what, I'm too tired here. I have to take a knee. I took a knee, I got up. And then the ninth round he came out, he came out really fast. He just he hit me a jab. And I said, I need to take a break here for a second again. Because the minute it wasn't good enough for me, yeah, yeah. So I, I said, right. I said to myself, like I sat down, I said, right. When you're getting up here now, Padre, you're, you're going out. You're going out. You're going out on your back. You're going out on your sword, and you just give them everything you have until, until, until the the final moment you have to go down or whatever. And I did. I sunk the fences, and again, he was just he was in there. He was too quick, and and he he got the win, and he, he done his job, and you know, he, and again after that. He beat Kiko Martinez. I was at that fight actually as again friends with everyone. Josh brought me over and gave me ringside seats, and you know, and then then he went box Billy uh, Selby. And I told everyone, I told yeah. everyone at home, they all thought he beat him, or you know, Selby beat him. I said this kid is going to beat him. I guarantee. It. I said he had too much will and want to beat Lee Selby for Lee Selby to beat him. And that's and to me that's how I think professional boxing is as well. You know what I mean? There's so much talent you have, but there's a guy there that doesn't want to be beaten and has a heart of a lion and is super fit. 
you know what I mean? You have to have every 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 uh, skill in the book to, to get to get past this in twelve rounds. And you know what I'm going to give you again? I, 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 I'm, list, I'm, hanging, I'm listening to every word you're saying here intently. And and I, I have to say as well, the guys, those guys all had the benefit of living the life, the living the full-time professional life. And that's what I'm saying. That's true, that's true. Too. And, and, and that's not kissing arse or anything. That's not, we'll, you'll ne- no one will ever know. But, like, it's... It, no, like, it, you're right, because, like, a few of my friends are saying, you know, like, would say that to me, like, you're training as hard as you can and walking. Well, they, you've already lost because they're, they're, they're full time training. That's all they do. They, they they live boxing. They sleep boxing. They eat boxing. You know, all the, everything about it is their life is, is, is proper professional. Like, I'm class myself. I know it's not no sort of stick. Like, you have this as a semi pro because I wasn't a professional fighter. Like, I wasn't living and training and eating and doing everything as a boxer. Like the only time I've done that is when I lived in America, mm. and my, my wife would be home, and I'd be training. I'd have to drive forty-five minutes to the gym. I'd be up in the morning. I'd do my, my two sessions, my strength conditioning. I'd be eating properly. I'd, I'd be going to bed early because all I had in the apartment. I'd no, nothing else to go to. You know, just go in, sleep, up, train, and that was it. Like you know, and that and that's that's how when I got myself. Like I walked into the, into, into that weight in uh, in Las Vegas, and I absolutely loved everything about it. And it was one of the the best performances. But like everyone was okay. me off. Everyone said he's going to stop me in two rounds. And didn't happen. You know, again, it's with the shape and the commitment and and and, and the hard work, training full time, that gets you give you them opportunities. And you know, I, I almost I almost beat him. I'm going to have to wrap this up fairly shortly, Pajo. I could do it all day and night and listen to the stories because I, I remember the, the journey and I remember it as if it were, very, were were yesterday and almost like we were all a part of it because at the time the scene in Ireland wasn't as massive. The scene, boxing scene around the world wasn't as massive so we were able to um, hone in on the ones that we did have and, and it felt like we were on that trip journey with you. Um, as regard, you touched on it earlier on, getting yourself into trouble when you're coaching the kids during fights and stuff. Um, when, when they couldn't ask for any better uh, coaching and mentoring. Uh, is there, what have you taken from your time here and abroad, and and what how do you implement it in to training the kids? In America, is like even when you're having a bad day in the gym, there's always like I don't know what it is. There's always someone in the gym a motivator. It's like, oh my god, what yeah. Is that? Or oh my god, man, you were on fire today, and you're like, man, oh shit, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Why am I wondering how he's better than that? And, like, if, and then you're walking out of the gym going, well, maybe I wasn't that bad. You know, if he's telling me I'm, you know, I'm doing great and stuff like, you know, um, you know, stuff like that, like, moments. And I do that with the kids. Like, I, every Friday we have, like, what they say in the, in the bay where there's a dog house and I let them all fight. Now, it's not too mad, like, you know, I don't wait for yeah. them and stuff, you know. I give them, like, three minutes and we, and we be like, oh, damn, he just hit you heavy and... You know, I mean, he's trying to get up back, and you see them all. But then, at the end of all, I only do, I think I done one there on my Instagram a while back. Not done last week. They're all fighting, and I said, "You are all punching the head off each other, and look at every one of you smiling. Yeah. Everyone, because they're all having fun doing it. You know what it's I mean? Such a difference. So they're, they're getting a hard workout, but they're all enjoying it. And and like that's to me, that's what boxing is. I say that to every kid going in there. Make sure you have fun, and you're you're, you're in there, and you're enjoying yourself because it's a hard game. And if you're getting, you know, hurt and stuff like that, but again, 
you have to have to be some fun in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. The only bit of irony that began in my game is you know the the warm up on the floor. I let, I let them when the dog get there. I take them right. We're starting at six o'clock. Um, everyone uh, have a chat, see how the day we're going, have a laugh, blah blah blah. When you stand on the floor, the only one talking, allowed to talk, is the guy doing you know doing the warm up. Mm. So we have a kid doing the warm up. So even if I go over to him and say, "How are you doing today?" and he goes, "Oh, it was grand." I say, ten push ups." <laughs> I mean, they'd be like, they'd be like I ever want to be like just nodding their head and all, you know, because like you're not allowed to talk on the floor. And, and that's the only bit of like the, the only bit of hardship we, we, we give with them. Again, everyone's laughing and, and they're all laughing. Each day when they get up, they go like, damn, I got caught. And they're all laughing, so it's still, it's still fun for them. Very similar to the Jimmy Moore and Nigel Travis gym. Now, I love that whole group with Jimmy Moore and all, yeah, I love it all because. So do I. You know, they, they, they Instagram everything, you know, uh, Tommy Coyle, Tommy Coyle got Eddie Hearn over his thing. Yeah. You, know, you, you have to have fun with There's personas and there's there's characters and Eddie Hearn is an absolute genius. And Oh yes. And oh, people that have, people that can't see that and 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 think that they're booing him and Wembley because he and it bothers him. He's asking them practically. If you look at the interviews, yeah. please. He's more or less saying, "Look, boo me, will you? Please boo me by telling them not to." That's what he wants. And 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 they're normal people, that, and that's what you realise. They they really are just normal people doing. The nice feedback from from the people that you know you're you're, you're contacting them. You mm. know that I'm actually friends with a guy. Right when I lived in New York, uh, his name is Ian Dooley. He lived in Boston, so he I was tweeting. I was going to a really wife, going to Ireland, playing Spain in Yankee Stadium, and he was like at the time a fan a fan of mine. And he tweeted saying, "We're going to be in Jack Dempsey's bar. It'd be great if you popped in for a beer with us." So it was glad. So me and the wife were down. We were having a couple of drinks. I was off training, so a couple of drinks. And I said, "You know what? You know, I think I went to the Jack Dempsey bar see these lads." And I walked in. Their faces dropped. And we spent the whole day. Went to the game together, drinking after it, and still friends today. Isn't that just I've brilliant? Been, I've, I've, I've been. Uh, he came to my fight in. When I fought in Connecticut, he came to me and um, Dublin, who flew home for that. Uh, so, and you know, still be in contact every day. Just from just, you know, you saying, I couldn't believe it. We telling all your mates back home, we were sending videos around, you're like, no way you with him, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm not, like, I'm me. I'm like, well, I'm not even that famous, like, you know. What well, it makes, Pajo, like, it, like, it, it, like, I'm not even that known. And they're like, will you stop, we, you know, we look at you, we're a great player, and blah, blah, blah. Like, Pajo, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure, I have to say. I, I could do it all day and night and, and twice on a Sunday. Well, that's it, definitely, definitely, 100%. Appreciate your time, really do. Right, no worries. Enjoy your weekend. Chat to you soon. Chat to you soon. All the best. Thank you. And that was it. Off he went. Christmas, New Year, everything in his stride. What a great guy. What a tremendous man. What a really down-to-earth, nice, normal, real person. Um, any kid in that gym that's learning, A, couldn't ask for a better guy to learn from and couldn't ask for a nicer, more genuine person to be around. And um, I'm looking forward to catching up. We're going to do a little special with the Highlands in the next couple of days and weeks. Uh, definitely the next couple of days. And we're going to have a chat with the three lads, Holly, Eddie and, and Padge. And uh, I'd say that might be something special. It might be a bit of crack. It would be a little bit of everything. But certainly this one today uh, was, was was a little bit of everything as well. 
emotional, very emotional at times. It was, uh, you can hear it in his voice and the importance of a dad and the influence that he had on his career and his life in general. And um, he, he was a very special man. I remember meeting him myself once or twice and, and um, he was. He just he was one of those people that when you meet him, you don't forget him. 